Hello and welcome to the Busby Lane Podcast. It's your boy Ugo and I'm here to review the weekend's action. Manchester United 3, Watford 0. Um, really good game at the weekend. Uh, started out a little bit nervy. I think there were a few nervy moments. Um, I think one that stands out is probably um, a chance that fell to Troy Deeney um, in the opening moments of the game. Um, some kind of miscommunication between Matic, uh, I think, and Lindelof. Uh, was it or was it Maguire? I, I forget now. But yeah, there was some kind of miscommunication and, and both of them went for the same ball and none of them took it. And then Troy Deeney was... Um, you know, one-on-one, I don't know why he, he wasted too much time. Luke Shaw came and cleared it up. Um, it was, it was interesting to see that, um, you know, first few minutes and I was like, oh my God, this is going to be another crazy, um, day against the bottom side, but Manchester United responded, um, you know, really professionally, um, great, uh, goals, uh, on the, on the, on the, on the day, um, Bruno Fernandez. Martial and Mason and all three goals were, were special in their own way uh, but I think the only place to start is uh, Bruno Fernandes. It was the Bruno Fernandes show. Um, he was masterful uh, in his performance. Um, I think the biggest thing about Bruno for me is how he makes every other person um, on the team look. Um, you could see that the rest of the team it has you know, massively improved people around him, whether it's his Fred or his Matic, um, Dan James, and we'll talk about Dan James a little later, but all the players that are around Bruno are, are getting much better. And I think, you know, he, his, his ability is infectious in so many ways. I think the way he plays the ball, the way he talks to people on the pitch, he is almost like another coach on the pitch right there. You could see every single time you know, his leadership quality is coming true. He's always talking to people. He's always trying to get them to improve, always, you know, remonstrating and telling them, you know, where to move into position and things like that. So he's almost like a conductor on the pitch. And it's really important to have uh, players like that. I think um, without having that much creativity, and the Herrera was that for us last season, you know, he was the, you know, the coaches, <laughs> the, you know, the coach on the pitch, uh, the guy who's, you know, always... Uh, getting everyone um, focused, always getting everyone, giving them the encouragement, the need, talking to them. Uh, communication is everything uh, in, in any team sport, um, not just in, in football, but uh, having players who initiate com- uh, communication is really, really important if you're going to be successful. And I think that's where uh, Bruno Fernandes, besides just the skills that he does have, uh, you know, excels very, very well. I mean, think about it. Uh, Anthony Martial is, is a really good good player, but you know, really doesn't talk that much on the pitch and things like that. And people can say he's a bit moody or, or stuff like that. But you know, that's just his personality. But you know, Bruno has a different personality. He's a bit outgoing. He's you know he he's not afraid to take that leadership role. And we've lacked that at Manchester United. We've lacked that um, leadership leader on the pitch, uh, someone who is going to, you know, hold people accountable uh, and also, you know, keep everybody at, uh, on their toes and, you know, hold them to a very high standard. And I think that's what we get from Bruno Fernandes. That is, um, amazing. He had a hand in all three goals uh, and we can talk about it. I mean, he, 
you know, he, he basically won us that game. Um, you know, without a guy like that, you know, would we struggle? You know, what, what would happen? I mean, would we have the drive to keep pushing and, and get and get a goal? We've, we've been in situations like that um, in, in other games where we've, you know, missed a few chances, you know, at, in the beginning of the game and then go on to lose the game or draw the game, you know, because we, we get, we get frustrated, we concede and then, you know, the game, we lose the game from there. So we've had such, um, displays this season, but the difference here is that when you have someone who keeps on driving, keeps on, you know, making things happen, wanting to get on the ball, demanding the ball, trying to get other people involved, it all, it makes a world of difference. And, and I'm, I'm so glad that we have him in, um, it, it's it's a breath of fresh air having a player who is decent. Um, Ole had to drop um, Andreas and and Jesse for the weekend. Um, I don't think by any means he's he's saying that they'll never play again. I think you know we might need them at some point this season uh, to 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 rotate uh, in those positions and things like that. But I think um, having Scott back means that those two players. Um, you know, who have been performing really poorly of late, you know, might struggle to get game time. It's, 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 it's difficult to understand, you know, what's going on with Jesse and, and Andreas, but, you know, the team needs more stable and more dependable, reliable players. And I think, you know, with Scott coming back, um, it makes sense to see, it, it does make sense, um, you know, as to why we are playing, uh, we have dropped uh, both Jesse and, and Andreas. Well, um, after Bruno's goal, uh, the second goal was just... <laughs> um, I, I was having an argument with someone. Um, and, I, you know, I was telling a couple of my friends that, you know, Anthony is one of the best finishers in the Premier League. Um, and people, people maybe misunderstood what I was saying when I said that. I, I said he's... He's, you know he's up there right I think he's a best better finisher than someone like Salah for instance and people will say oh my god what are you saying but the truth is that if he gets the service that he 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 needs and if he you know he adds a little bit of work rate I'm not going to let him off on the work rate thing yes of course he could you know bust the guts to get a goal to get a scrappy goal to you know put his throw your leg in there whatever it is um he can improve on that on, on that but when it comes to like natural ability with the ball at his feet, um, and, uh, Anthony is something else. And, and that goal was just filthy. It was just, <laughs> it was just filthy. I mean, when you, when you watch a frame shot of Ben Foster <laughs> attempting, attempting to, to stop that goal, you, you know, it's, it's really funny, but, but yeah, and Anthony was, was, was amazing with that goal. Um, great movement. Um, in around the box and you know found by by bruno is a shame that he couldn't convert it first time so bruno didn't get that assist uh but you know what a goal three goals on the spin on the bounce um that is that is really amazing for for marcial and, and his confidence moving forward and we needed that um we needed that towards the end of the season uh, in this business end of the season essentially so uh, great to see Martial doing great and uh, Scott getting his goal. And then the final goal. Oh, my God, Mason Greenwood. What can I say? 11 goals in all competitions. Um, I think he's a top-scoring teenager uh, in all five European leagues, if I'm, if I'm correct. Um, certainly in the EPL. 
Um, he is just ridiculous. And the thing about Mason yesterday, uh, yesterday wasn't necessarily just the goal. I mean, we know, we, we, we've come to expect Mason is, you know, always going to score and he's a goal scorer. And I think Ole said as much as well, like, you know, when he's in that position, you expect him to score because he has that ability. He's a natural goal scorer. The best, Ole said it again yesterday and, I, you know, people might think he's over the top. He said he is the best finisher at the club, period. Best finisher at the club, period. And that says a lot, but that says a lot. And what I think what Oli was alluding to yesterday was that he was saying, while he is the best finisher at the club, he needs to, you know, he needs to grow into that role. You know, he needs to mature physically and things like that. He's only 18, so he has time to grow into it. Next two or three years, he's going to be, um, you know, first choice um, center forward. He's going to grow into that role because he has the finishing ability already, but where he, he lacks... Um, is in in the physicality and 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 that you need from a center forward and you know sometimes it gets um underrated you know how important physicality is when you play um up top and you're coming up against some really really tough dudes <laughs> and at the back you know as you're coming up against like six three six two guys who are really really strong tanks and it's very, very difficult. It can really make the game very uncomfortable for you, which is why, you know, Mason is playing off the right because he um, he doesn't have to deal with that kind of physicality out there. But he's been amazing. I, I, what I loved yesterday about his game was, you know, other aspects of his game, um, sp spraying the ball, you know, really comfortably, um, making the right runs, making the right passes. And, and for his goal, he, he started it. He picked up the, goal, uh, the ball from... Um, inside his own half, ran, you know, skinned Kapoor. I'm not sure what Kapoor was trying to do, but skinned him, um, got the ball off to Bruno. Um, Bruno is always, um, uh, you know, doing great as doing the, the simplest things. And, and the best players do the simple things very well and very consistently. I think that's what makes the, all the difference. And I, I'm thinking, I'm not trying to slate Andreas here, but most times when Andreas is in that position, you could see him trying to leg, you know, leg over, you know, do some, do a few step overs and try to hit, hit a shot or do a few step overs. Defense gets back into shape and then he makes a wrong pass or he makes a pass that is ineffective. But one thing with Bruno, what you see is that the moment he got that ball from Mason, he realized immediately that he needed to give it back to Mason. Mason was pointing at where he needed the ball. Bruno lays it up perfectly. Mason takes one touch, boom, shot, and it's, it's in, the, in the back of the net. Wonderful goal. And that just kind of typifies what we've been lacking. People who can just do the simple things very, very well. Um, no doubting the talent of people like Andreas, but when you have someone who can apply that talent, then it makes um, you know all the difference. And, and Mason's goal was just amazing. Um, notable performances, I, I think you, you would have to say, you know, Luke Shaw had a great game yesterday as well. I mean, he's been growing into that role. Great, great that he has competition. And I think that's something that's been lacking in Manchester United as a whole. Is like a lot of, um, a lot of our better players have not had the, the competition they, they need, you know, to push them forward. You always need competition, you know. Um, you know, look at when Pep came in, Aguero you know, seemed to be like one of the undroppables and things like that. And he played for, a, you know, he started dropping him, brought in Jesus and gave him some competition. And Aguero responded to that and had some really amazing seasons in the past few, in the past two years or so. Um, so it's really important that you have um, someone pushing you, someone who really, 
you know, is challenging you for your spot. And the person has to be good. And that's what Brandon has been able to do uh, for Luke Shaw and, uh, you know, challenging him for that spot. And, you know, because Luke Shaw now knows that, you know, he, you can't rest on your laurels. You can't, you're not, you're not undroppable, undroppable and you're not, you know, you have to fight for your spot essentially. And I think that's really important um, in, in team sports to have, you know, people who push you. And, and I think that's, that, that has really trem tremendously improved uh, Luke Shaw and we can see he's making better decisions, making runs um, up front. I mean, if you look at the, um, the goal that Martial scores, um, Luke Shaw, you know, has this one, two, I think with Fred, um, you know, he, he peels off and you can see him dragging some defenders away uh, from Martial. And that, that, that makes a whole lot of difference when you see uh, that play and you see the way he's able to, um, you know, create the space that Martial needs, uh, you know, and then obviously Bruno makes the right play and, and, um, uh, and, and Martial is, is true on goal. So amazing to see uh, Luke Shaw, you know, resurging in form. I think one thing we've seen with Ole um, and this is something that is very, very important, uh, you know, especially for the guys who are the Ole Altas and everything. Um, Ole is patient with players. There is a certain belief Ole has that, you know, each player has something about them and they can improve and they can get better. When he talks about Martial, you know, you can, you can hear, you know, some frustration that Martial doesn't do everything he wants him to do, but he sticks with it. He's, he's always encouraging him, giving him the confidence he needs to become a better player. I think in this day and age, people are more excited about um, coaches who are who have that celebrity tag uh, to them, um, you know, people who you know, dress in a certain way or act in a certain way, you know, have that show passion for passion's sake on the touchline or whatever it is. And people, people kind of respect that a little bit more than, you know, the, the nuances around a real, what a real coach is. And I, I think that that's something that I'm really, really impressed about. Um, I, that has impressed me about Ole is, you know, he, he doesn't give up on, on players easily. I think he, we, I know he's a bit too positive sometimes, <laughs> if, if you can say that someone is being too positive. But I think importantly, his positivity is, um, you know, when channeled in the right direction in, in, in the case of kind of helping players can be really powerful. And, you know, you've seen Luke Shaw go, go through, you know, very poor spells and, you know, get out of it. And Ole never berated him for one day, never said any bad word about him, just kept on, even when he drops them, even when he drops players, he never says something terrible about them. And, you know, we, we became used to that under Jose where, you know, when a player has is having a terrible time, you know, you know he's piling on and, you know, and, and the person that may never ever get out of that slump um, if they don't have the support they need. And I think that's one thing you get with Ole is like he gives them that support, the support they need to, to improve and get out of a funk. And we can see with Luke Shaw, we can see with Fred. Uh, Fred, Fred had a, a mixed game. I mean, a few times he gave away the ball, but um, he grew into the game. Some really good interplays uh, with Bruno. I think the one thing I would say, because, the, you know, Dan James probably deserved two assists yesterday. Um, the assist against Bruno, for sure. I mean, uh, for, for Bruno, uh, before Bruno got fouled, probably that would have been great. Uh, but, but, but importantly, the cutback for Fred... And this is where I'm, 
it's getting frustrating with Fred is like he needs to learn how to put give that ball down at least hit the target like even if you're not scoring but hit the target for for, for crying out loud I mean that's a perfect setup and you expect um you know a midfielder of of that quality to be able to keep the ball down um and and I think that was just one thing that was a bit frustrating for me with Fred's game is like you know we can see his ball recovery is great we can see that you know he's beginning to you know make those quick passes and you know cover ground and things like that but now we need more quality when he's on the ball especially when he when it comes to shooting from the edge of the box is really really important um you know you could pick up like one or two three goals um in a season when you play um you know very well with that precision or you, you know if you hit the target and, and the keeper you know it, it, you know, it bounces off the keeper, then someone hits it, you know, kicks it back into the net, or, you know, rebound, or whatever it is, but you need to hit the target, and I think that's that's just been the, f the very frustrating thing about Fred, is that so many times when the ball is caught back to him, um, he balances the ball um, into the stands, and it's it's not, it's not, a, it's not, a, it's not a great sight at all uh, for a professional footballer to be playing like that. Um, Igalo almost scored, uh, hit the post, uh, can't wait for him to get a full uh debut a starting debut uh where you know and, and i want i'd love to really see him alongside Martial to see you know what he's gonna look like and um i'm hoping that against club bruges but I, maybe club the, the club bruges game is re is it's probably a, <laughs> a difficult one to start him in because it's a critical game we need to win that game on thursday so i i doubt that ole is gonna start him but really looking forward to him starting because um in two games now he has uh been one-on-one -on -one true you know where the keeper had some half chances um and so you know it'll be interesting to see what he's gonna look like in a full 90 game uh, 90 minute game and so i'm really looking forward to gallo i think um I'm hoping he does get his opportunity soon because he needs, you know, he needs that consistency. He needs a goal to start with. And hopefully um, on Thursday, if he gets a cameo or something like that, I hope he's able to bag one or something like that. And, and we can move forward with that. Um, we are three points behind top four and we are in fifth position. Uh, it's been fluid. I mean, this season, because it's been a very tight season from, I think, the, the the fourth spot all the way to probably 11th spot um there's been jostling for position um we were seventh last week now we're fifth arsenal was 11th i don't know where they are right now i think arsenal should must have climbed as well i mean okay arsenal are ninth from 11th right um everton have traded positions with them so it's been it's been that kind of season where you know you know there's there's been a lot of jostling for points um uh, but we're still not you know, there's, there's, it's not like there's daylight between Manchester United and Spurs and, and Sheffield United and, and the Wolves or anything like that. You know, one point, um, you know, ahead of Spurs and Sheffield, two points ahead of Wolves. Um, what? I think four points ahead of Arsenal <laughs> and, and Burnley. So it's, it's really, really tight. And so, you know, one loss and you could just lose, lose that spot. So, critical time of the season for us uh, we have to continue to 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 win um i i know it's really tough it's, it's really really tough it's it's not the easiest thing to do uh but we have to continue to maintain that consistency um i think we the next game is against everton um very it's going to be a very tough game as well it's going to be a tough game uh but we have to just keep on keep on pushing um you try to get some points from everton put some distance between um you know us and them 
you know, after that we're playing um, City and then Tottenham and then Sheffield and it's going to be it's going to be a very tough, um, tough, tough uh, month for us coming up in March. But um, it's been a great get great February so far. Um, I've 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 thoroughly enjoyed the way we've been playing. We've we kept another clean sheet, which is great. Yeah, Vieira helped us helped us out there. But yeah, another clean sheet, and that's that's really cool. That's that's really important for for the team uh, to you know to continue to build on on what we have uh, what we have um, uh, defensively. Um, so you know, in a space of how many games in, in in three Premier League games, we've we've kept clean sheets. Which is cool. Which is pretty cool. Really, really cool. So, um, yeah, I think we yeah Wolves was a a scoreless draw. Chelsea was a two nil um, win, and then Watford. Yeah, so in th three clean sheets on the bounce in the Premier League. Um, so it's it's pretty cool. The the, the sign they, they they're encouraging signs there. Um, I think the players played you know professionally. There were some nervy times, but. Uh, overall, uh, we we did play play well enough. Um, Ole spoke about Fernandez, and he said he was in the mold of Veron and Skulls. <laughs> Certain sections of the media and ESPN, ESPN FC is one of the more, <laughs> I don't know the guys there. Uh, Craig Burley, um, Ale Moreno, and all these guys are really strange. Um, they're, the way they analyze football is really strange, and it seems like there's an agenda against Manchester United on that particular channel. Um, Ole is not putting pressure on on Bruno Fernandez by saying he by likening him to Veron and and Scholes. Ole is as transparent as they come. You know his he I don't think he you know he's into trying to hide too much of his emotions or, or try to hide you know what he feels or you know he says how he feels and he's really he's a really positive guy like I said and you know. He, he wanted to make that distinction. This is what I see about a player. And, and there's nothing wrong about that. I mean, we, we do it in other sports. We do it. We see player. Oh, you know, Mason Greenwood has similar similar attributes with with uh, Van Persie. And, and we say it. It doesn't mean that we're comparing him to Van Persie. We're just saying that based on what we've seen in the past, this guy plays similar to this guy. And, and that's what Ole is saying. But it's okay. You know, haters are going to hate. So, but it's it's um, it's great to, to be back uh, with a win. Um, looking forward to the next game on Thursday against Club Bruges. Uh, let's get that one. It's been great talking to you guys. Um, have a good one. And subscribe. It's your boy, Ugo. And thanks for listening to the Busby League Podcast.